0: I want to read this scripture in your hearing. Um, It's found in uh, Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, I want to read this to you because it's been one, I I read it briefly last week and I realized there was more meat on that bone. So I wanted to go back, There was way more meat on that bone. So I had to go back, Matthew 13 verses 44 through 46. Matthew 13, 44 to 36. This is what Jesus is saying to the people. He's, he's on a roll here. He's preaching about the, the kingdom of God. Yeah, yeah. Matthew 13, through 46 says, And again, the kingdom is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which, when a man f- hath found, he hideth. And for joy thereof, for
1: joy, for joy, yes, sir.
0: For the joy goeth and sell all that he hath, and buyeth the field. He's only interested in the treasure, but he buys the whole field. Like, he didn't care about the field originally, but as soon as he found there was treasure treasure. in the middle of it,
1: I'm going to go after the field.
0: I'm field. I'm, I'm coming back to this. Verse 45 says, And again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant, man seeking goodly pearls. This guy is a merchant, meaning he's got wealth. He's got things to buy and sell, right? He has all of these things. In volume, all the things he has is bigger than the pearl, but that's what he's been looking for, right? Verse 47 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like, I'm sorry, verse 46 says, Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and brought it, bought the pearl. May the Lord have a blessing to the reading of his will. Please take your seats. Praise the Lord's saints. Um, uh, we have been, I almost think I'm done. I think I've been in here for a few months now preaching about the kingdom of God. And it's because that's the thing that Jesus preached about most. And it's the thing I'm obligated to then preach about and teach about. But we've been talking about the kingdom of God. And this is the closest thing we get to a direct description of the kingdom. Except for it's not actually a direct description. It says the kingdom of God is like this thing, but it's not actually this thing. This is—we use this all the time when we are trying to describe something. We compare it to something we know better. Right, right, right. Like if I was to tell you um, my house, it's—it's it's a particular. I say it's white for now. It's not white, but it's white, the, and it looks just like the White House. Immediately in your mind, you have an idea yes. of the kind of house you're looking for. It's a description, it's kind of a simile, something you use to describe something like something else. So if I wanted to help you understand the description of something, hey, there's somebody to look for, he's above 6'4", immediately you would not look for my wife. Like, that's not the person. You're gonna say to yourself, that is at least I can eliminate that person. And you would probably get closer, you'd look at me and Jonathan and say, maybe it's one of those two, Right, right. right? Ultimately, these descriptions aren't the thing, but help you narrow down what we're talking about. And so there's a couple of things I picked up when I'm thinking about the kingdom of God. Because in both of these examples, the thing that we're going after is really small compared to the thing that it's in. First of all, we are looking for a treasure in a field, (laughs) and that's the thing that we're going after for the kingdom. You see that the actual field is way bigger. Now, back then, land was how we measured wealth. <laughs> like the more land you had, the more wealthy you were. So it's a shock to hear that the wealth isn't in the field, but it's in a par little part of the field. It works. A little, the kingdom mindset works a little bit different than the worldly mindset, because with the world, the bigger it is, the better it is. That's it. That's the equation bigger better here the gospel is saying actually no sometimes the best part is the smallest part Uh, you're looking for size and and the treasure in the field isn't looking for size it's looking for depth the pressure might be under the surface the treasure may not be where you thought it was that's what I love about kingdom kingdom isn't about the size at all You remember when Jesus was talking to his disciples, they were really um, going back and forth and arguing between themselves. Who's going to be the greatest? It was an interesting question because they were really thinking about the kingdom, but they were thinking about it from a very worldly mindset. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be in the kingdom, but I want to be the best. Yeah, I want to be in the kingdom, but I want to be the leader. I want to be in the kingdom, but why? I want to be the one to tell everybody what to do. What did Jesus say to him? And he turned it around. He says, yeah, that's the way the world is, but that's not the way the kingdom is. You want to be the greatest, you be the servant. What? I thought being the greatest meant I get to do what I want when I want to. The exact opposite. Jesus is saying, you want to be the leader, be the one who works the most. Be the one who helps the most. Uh, We're looking at the kingdom the wrong way, which is why when the children of Israel were going through what they were going through in the wilderness, they didn't understand that that was their field, (laughs) but the treasure was in the middle. Where they were going, the place that they were heading to was the thing that they really were after. You remember the scriptures we were reading last week? Uh, In in Genesis, sorry, in Exodus, excuse me, Exodus chapter 16, let's go there real quickly. There was an interesting exchange when the Lord is, the children of Israel are following the Lord into the desert. They're following them into the wilderness. And they've had a previous relationship with a master called Egypt. And they are now in the, the wilderness and they're about to get hungry. And Exodus chapter 16 verses 3 says,
1: and the children of Israel yeah. said unto them, yep. Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt <laughs> when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth unto the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger.
0: You see, the thing that they couldn't understand is that they assumed that the field was the pressure. They couldn't understand what freedom felt like. Yes. They didn't even understand what freedom felt like. They assumed freedom must mean full bellies. That would be part of it, but it's not the point. Freedom means you don't have to work to the bone just to eat. And And the Lord is inviting them into new relationship. The Lord is inviting them into new relationship where I give you what they call manna from heaven, which literally translates as, what is it? What is this thing you're giving me? It doesn't make sense based on the relationship that you give me something for free. <laughs> based on the relationship I had, Egypt, you know there's no way, if my manager were to ring me up t- tomorrow and say, you know what, Mark? You don't have to come in for the next four weeks. I wouldn't believe him. No part of our relationship is going to make me believe that you want me to earn a wage and do nothing. I do not believe you. I'd show up on Monday just, just because. That's what I know our relationship to be. And so Israel has shown up to this relationship with the Lord and is saying, well, where's the, where's the food? Because we want to get to back to work. <laughs> but the powerful thing here is that the Lord's not expecting you to work. Let's go to verse 31 real quick. Thank you. Sorry, Exodus chapter 3. Actually, Exodus 16, verse 3. Let's go to this next verse. And
1: the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we have died in the hand, by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole sibling with hunger.
0: It's amazing to me how when you're in a bad relationship for so long, it taints you. It absolutely, now you're suspicious of everything. That's right, that's true. Yes, what time do you call this? I know it's 6.30 p.m., but why are you coming in so late? Yes, yes. What do you mean so late? You're bringing the baggage of a last relationship. Yes, sir. It's not a problem here. It, Israel is taking out its frustration on the Lord because there's no established strength of relationship between them and the Lord. And so they're assuming that the relationship we have with the Lord it's based on the relationship we just had with Egypt. Yes, all right, all right. Yes, if I want to eat, I've got to work. But the Lord is establishing a new type of kingdom relationship that doesn't rely on your work to get fed. Let's keep reading.
1: Verse 4, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven.
0: I'm not asking you to work. I'm going to give it to you through literally raining it from heaven, I'm gonna pour it out. They had food to eat in Egypt, not because that was the good thing for them to do, is because they wanted them to work. And that's not the relationship the Lord has called us into. What the Lord wants us to do now in this relationship is believe. After work, work is counter to what he wants you to do in the kingdom. He wants you to believe him.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Let's keep reading. Verse 3. Then said the Lord, verse 4, I'm sorry. Verse, three. verse 4, excuse me. Then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day.
0: I want you to, tr- I'm going to rain more bread than you can eat Amen. out of heaven. But I want you to continue to trust me and the way you're going to show that you trust me isn't by gathering all the bread you can eat for today and tomorrow. I need you to believe me because I'm going to give you bread today, then I'm going to turn around and give you bread tomorrow. So only take what you need for today. This is not the way we've been taught in the world. Once there's getting to be got, get as much as you can. If there's a raise to be had, oh, you wanna give me 20% raise? Oh, give me 25 if you, get as much as you can. Because I don't know what tomorrow holds. That's work mindset, that's world mindset. Kingdom mindset, the Lord's gonna take care of me today and tomorrow and the day after, no matter what. Let's just read that again. Then
1: said the Lord to Moses, behold, I will reign bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day <laughs> that I may prove them whether they shall walk in my law or no.
0: I'm going to have them prove me. The nature of this relationship is going to simply be, I'll provide for you daily, your daily bread. That's why we pray. Daily, bread. Yeah. daily I'm going to provide for you this daily bread, and you're going to believe me. See if you start to take responsibility for this You're going to assume that you're the one who did it If you start working for it You're going to assume you got yourself out of Egypt I want a relationship where you are relying on me And believing in me We need that relationship with the Lord You know the worst mistakes I've ever made Is thinking that I'm the one Like it was all me Like I start, stop praying Stop relationship and start thinking in terms of ego. Me, me, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like the ego's coming to the top now. I've got where I've got because I really just worked this hard. I got where I've got because I'm really just that smart. I got where I got because I'm, you know, I'm not good looking, they, they couldn't resist my charm. I got where I got because of Ma, the accent, they loved it, that's what it was. It had nothing to do with that. It was everything to do with the grace. You, you see it though. We fall into this trap with relationship, and we adopt worldly mindsets. But I'm asking you to get into kingdom mindset. God's grace—I need you. I'm praying every morning for the same kind of grace, Lord. I thank you for waking me up this morning because I wasn't sure it was going to happen. But your grace, your
1: grace. Come on, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh gosh. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just
0: read that verse four and five again. Then
1: said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will reign from
0: heaven for you you know what when you have bad relationship as well the next relationship suffers from the first one and when you get into that new relationship and you realize um, you're suspicious of everything here's a gift for you well for what it's not my birthday what are you giving me that for because I'm thinking about you It's it's a nice gesture I thought you're thinking there's some attachment to that thing you're being gifted. Yeah, like, true. oh, what, what, what am I going to do for you then right. if this is what you right, right. Why? Because you brought that from the last relationship. Right. That's how your friend taught, taught you and, and, and made you feel the last time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. Yes, sir. In this relationship, you're just giving a gift because it's a nice thing to do. Yes. Yeah. I feel it from my heart. I'm just going to give it to you. Yes, right. Now, do I owe you? Absolutely not. This was yes, sir. done in love. <laughs> Israel has brought so much bad habits to this new relationship They don't even know what to do They don't know how to act They don't know how to be And the only thing that the Lord wants for them is their trust Just trust me Trust me from day to day And so we find out that the Lord not only wants to feed them But he wants to lead them And we find out with the leading when we're reading the uh, uh, scriptures Where the the cloud by day and the fire by night the Lord's not only feeding them, but yes. He's guiding them everywhere they go, yes, yes. <laughs>
1: yes,
0: and He's leading them. You don't have to think about anything; just let me take care of you. Yes. Take care of
1: you. Wow! Come on, Ellen. Yes, sir. Take care.
0: Of you. <laughs> That's not what the old relationship was. They literally, in the old relationship with with when the children of Israel were in Egypt, yes, the whole point was to get Egypt to be as wealthy as we possibly could, yes, yes. and to use every bit of the resource of these enslaved yes. people that we could. That was the whole relationship. Yes, sir. You go into a new relationship, and the relationship oh with God, God feet, feet, feet. simply says this, Come unto yes, me, yes, all ye oh, that Lord. labor, Lord. Lord. and are heavy laden, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. and what's yes, going to happen? Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to give you rest. You've come to me with hard work. Oh come on. You've come to me broken. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing I want to give you in exchange, in exchange. is rest. Oh my. Oh my. ah
1: like you. Yes,
0: that's what they've been, they've been in captivity for 430 years. And what is the Lord saying to them? I want to give you, uh, I don't need you to work anymore. I don't need you to build my buildings. I need you to build the cities of gold. I need you to literally rest. But you can only rest if you trust. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Come on, preach.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You've got those dates in your mind that are the thing that are consuming you. You've got those problems in your mind that are ahead of you. And you are consumed by them and thinking about them constantly. And the Lord is saying, come unto me. Let's do the exchange. I'll take your problem and give you back some rest. Gosh, you gotta sleep tonight. I wanna sleep well tonight. That project you thought would never get finished. Let's, let's give it up. Let's give it to him. And let's get some rest. rest, rest, rest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jump mean? down to verse 31 if you would, sir. Verse 31.
1: And the house of Israel called the name man.
0: The they can't understand what it is they've been given. Part of me was thinking about the physical substance. And they describe it as the word, i said it's already, manna, which means, what is it? That manner is really a physical representation of the new relationship they're in. So they're calling the physical representation manna, but they're also calling the relationship, what is this? I don't understand this relationship. How are you giving me this for free? How have you paid the price for me? That doesn't make sense. That's not in the relationships I've had before. The relationships I've had before said, I'll help you today if you help me tomorrow. That's the relationship I'm used to. The relationships I'm used to says, I'm gonna help you because I am your father. Not because, like, that's the only reason. (laughs) I expect my sister to help me because she is my sister. It has a condition attached to the help. Because I wouldn't be doing this for just anybody walking down the street. But the Lord has come into relationship with Israel. Just like Jesus is coming to relationship with us.
1: Uh,
0: And rather than saying you work and then I'll give you something in exchange. The Lord is saying I'll pay the price. I'll do the work. Does that make sense? You see how that is? Hallelujah. You can't work enough to pay the price. Right. You can't do enough work to pay the price. But my Lord isn't looking for that from you. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are he-. Like it's too much for you already. It's too heavy for you as it is. You don't have the ability to finish and complete the task. And the Lord is saying, come unto me. Let me do it. And here's some rest for you. This is kingdom mindset. Doesn't make as much sense to us because we've we've been taught that the relationships that we have need to have conditions. But when somebody pays the price completely for you, it's new relationship. Let's just read verse thirty-one again for me.
1: And the house of Israel called the name thereof manna.
0: So we've got a physical representation of the relationship called manna, which is what is it, and what is that relationship? that physical representation of the relationship like. What is it like?
1: And it was like a corridor seed, Yes. white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey.
0: It is literally like a wafer yes, sir. Yes, sir. made with the nature of the physical of that relationship is to be tasting like honey wafers. Yes, yes, oh, yeah, this is. This is a beautiful, physically to me, this idea is appealing to me on so many levels. First, if this is what I'm gonna be eating for the next 40 years, yes. let's do this. Yes. But on an on a emotional relationship level, yes. Yes. he's saying this is the nature of our relationship now. Yes. Yes. It's gonna be sweet like honey, it's going to be like a wafer to you. I, you know what? I've I've interpreted that internally, meaning that the wafer thing means I have to worry about the calories associated with this. Yeah. Yeah. I just take, I've just taken I've just i just taken that in my own mind. Yeah. Yeah. I said, like, Lord, I might be wrong, but Lord, I want the relationship yes. Yes. to have no bad side effects. Yes. 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 Like no bad side effects. Yes. 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 I can have as much as I want in the day. Yes. 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 <laughs> But that's the relationship I want with him. As much as I want, as much as I need, amen? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That wafer's gonna be good for me, good and it's for me. sweet. Good for me, oh my, yes sir. good for me. Oh, my. Yes, sir. The relationship with Egypt was described as being bitter, yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. as being strangling the life out of the people of God. But now it's described as being sweet. sweet. Oh, my. sweet. Yes. This is the nature of our relationship with the Lord. And more specifically, it's the nature of our relationship with the Savior. We bring nothing. We bring no labor. All we bring is belief. One of the things we do in bad relationships, again, is rely on old habits. So if you thought that the only value you brought to the previous relationship was working around the house, you bring to the new one, you say, that's the only value I have is working around the house. But the truth is there's more to the relationship than just the work you put in. There's the company, the time, the moments spent talking, the moments just walking down the street, holding hands, being in each other's company. All of these things are building relationship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the Lord is saying that all that work you've been doing, I want the relationship part.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: Oh, I want the relationship part of this work to work for us both. Amen? Let's read that verse 31 again for me. And
1: the house of Israel yep. called the name thereof manner. Yep. And it was like a kernel of seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers
0: made with Taste, honey. the relationship tastes like honey made, wafers made with honey. I can't think of anything better. <laughs> yes. Verse 35, jump down to verse 35.
1: And the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came to a land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came into the borders of the land of Canaan.
0: The nature of the relationship in the wilderness, wilderness, it should be give us away in the name, in a desert, the nature of our relationship in the worst times was fueled and fed by honey wafers. Are you kidding me? This doesn't sound like a wilderness. This sounds like a retreat. <laughs> This sounds like a place, this sounds like somewhere I'm going to go get some good food. But he treated us this way when we were in the desert. Uh, and sometimes we focus on the wilderness rather than how we are being fed in the wilderness. And so that's why we see the field and we don't see the treasure in the field. You focus on the field too much. Now it's time to focus on the treasure in the field. We are being led by the Lord. We're being fed by the Lord. It's a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. The Lord is in our midst. We've built the tabernacle and his presence is here. If the presence is here, then the treasure is here. And if the treasure is here, I'm willing to take the whole field. I'm willing to take the whole field because the treasure's there. I remember once, this uh, was back in our 30s, my wife and I decided, we were in Oregon, I was there for work, and we were told about this beautiful view that was at the top of a mountain. friend didn't describe me the journey to get there. He described the, the, the beauty of the, of the location at the top. There was a lake, and in the background was Mount Hood. And the, I said, okay, that sounds so romantic. I'm going to take my wife over there. We're going to do this. So we, we took off, got halfway up, says, and, he said, and there was a sign came up, said, um, uh, uh, if you've got um, snow chains, put them on now. Snow chains? I have misunderstood the journey. So I continue a bit longer. I said, okay. I'll, we finally get to the destination where we can park. We didn't need the snow chains. Thanks be to God, I was yes. not ready. <laughs> but then we get off and we have to go on a trail. And now he told me it was a casual walk, but I didn't know that this guy was an experienced walker, mountaineer, like his casual walk was not my casual walk. Like that's not the same thing. You, you're describing what is an easy walk and it's not what I would in any way describe as an easy walk so we get to we start walking through these these forests and we get to this place that I can only describe as a ravine and the destination is on the other side so I have a decision to make I can either say ah let's go back the hour and a half journey now let's just let's not be on TV for all the wrong reasons or if that thing that he's described is as beautiful as he says It might be worth it, it might actually, so we said, actually, I think we'll be okay if we go this way And we finally get to the destination, and it is absolutely as beautiful as it says It was a beautiful, in fact, I think they call it Mirror Lake Because it literally reflects the mountain in the background, and you see the beautiful I'm saying that there was a treasure at the top of the mountain But there was a whole bunch of field around it that I didn't want to mess with But when I finally got to the treasure, I'm telling you right now that the kingdom is surrounded by field. But if you're patient enough with the Lord, he's going to give you good things in this relationship. He's going to feed you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He's going to give you the honey that that old relationship couldn't give you. And then when you find the center, you're going to find the treasure. And you're going to realize, with joy, I'm willing to sell everything to get the treasure. May the Lord have a blessing in the name of Lord Jesus.